When Steve and I began this process several weeks ago, we set out to find an individual with the vision, experience, character, and leadership skills to build the New York Giants back into a team that consistently competes for Super Bowls. We believe we found that person in Joe Shane. We spoke with nine very qualified candidates, each of whom has strong general manager traits. In the end, it was Joe's body of work, having started his career on the ground floor in the NFL and working his way up through the ranks to become the assistant general manager of the Bills while helping to build one of the best teams in the league that made him the right choice for us. Joe's work ethic, evaluation skills, leadership traits, and his ability to communicate with everyone in the building make him just what we need to build this team back into one that our fans can once again be proud of. It is my honor to formally introduce for the first time the new general manager of the New York Giants, Joe Shane. First off, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for, for being here today. Um, I would start, I'd like to start off by thanking John Mara, Steve Tisch, Chris Mara, the entire Mara family and Tisch family. It's truly an honor to be named the next general manager of this historic franchise. I don't take this job lightly. I fully understand the responsibility that comes with being the general manager of the New York football giants. I will tell you this, throughout the interview process, it became very clear early on John and Steve's passion for bringing a winning football program to this tri-state area. I was assured that I would be given every resource I needed in order to do that. And I promise you that I will do everything in my power to build a team that will make you proud on the field and off the field. We will look at every avenue to upgrade the roster, add depth, competition, and bring the right type of people into the organization. We're currently in the process of our head coaching search. The relationship between myself and the next head coach will be integral. We will be aligned in our plan and vision and how to build the, build the organization and the franchise and build a winning team. We will build a strong foundation which will allow us to sustain success over time. There are several people that I'd like to say a quick thank you to. Um, I'd like to start off by saying thank you to Terry and Kim Pagula, the entire Pagula family, Sean, and Brandon, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, the entire Bills organization, Bills Mafia. Uh, I would also like to thank the players you know, the Buffalo Bills for buying into the culture, the process, and giving their all on a day-to-day -day basis and being true pros. I will miss everybody at One Bills Drive. Without Terry, Kim, Sean, and Brandon, there's no way I would be prepared to embark on the journey that I'm about to embark on. I appreciate all of them for showing me what true leadership looks like. To Brandon, I can't thank you enough. Not only were you an outstanding boss, mentor, but also a best friend. We will dearly miss you, Haley, Tyson, and Wes. I would like to thank my family, 
my wife Marie, Sydney, uh, daughter Sydney, son Carson, and Harper Grace, my three-year-old. Uh, I appreciate all the sacrifices you guys have made over the years in allowing me to chase my dream. To my kids, I know this is dad talk, and you get sick of me preaching to you, but if you do the right thing, you get good grades, you treat people the right way, you can truly achieve anything you put your mind to. I'd like to thank my parents for showing me what hard work looks like, pushing me to be the best version of myself and never allowing me to settle for average. I would also like to thank my in-laws, Ed and Jan Boone, Gary and Mary Ann Fromberger. With hours we work in this industry and the trips on the road and being away from home, you were always there to lend a helping hand. A few mentors I would just like to mention. First off would be Dan Randolph. He was a coach of mine, um, elementary school, middle school, high school. And he said something to me one time that resonated when I was very young. If you learn how to work as hard as you can every time at everything you do, you will not know how to work any different way. And that resonated with a fifth grade basketball player from Elkhart, Indiana. And I wouldn't be here today without that advice. My high school coach, uh, football coach Phil Teagarden, high school baseball coach Dick Seiler, high school basketball coach Steve Johnson. I'd like to thank my college football coach Nick Morozis, and then a few mentors that were very important to me in shaping my professional career, Jack Buschowski, Marty Herney, Jeff Ireland, Bill Parcells, Dan Henning, Dennis Hickey, Chris Greer, and a few head coaches that I you know, worked with that were um, very impressionable to me, John Fox, Tony Sperano, and Joe Philbin. A couple of dear friends of mine that I've also learned a ton from over the years and helped shape me into who I am as a professional. Ryan Cowden, Jeff Morrow, Brian Gain, Alonzo Highsmith, and Dan Morgan. Again, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be here. Um, I'm excited to get the new head coach in here. We're gonna roll up our sleeves and we're gonna start building towards the 2022 season and beyond. With that, I'll open it up to questions. Hey, Joe. Jordan Ron on ESPN. Um, I'm wondering, you, you know, when, when we talked to Brandon the other day, he talked about aligning everybody, you know, coaching staff and general manager front office. I'm wondering how you plan to do that structurally and, and if there's any changes you're anticipating making here upon your arrival. Yeah, Jordan, that's a great question. I've been in those, those seats over there before when a new general manager, new head coach comes into the building, and I've been one of those guys that were sitting there. Brandon Bean was sitting there before when a new general manager came into Carolina. So I'm a true believer in giving everybody an opportunity. Uh, if you're a hard worker, you're a good person, and you're going to buy into the process, then you can work with me. So I'm not coming in anticipating any, any, any changes or I'm not going to make any statements. We've we got to do this. Uh, we're going to implement our process. Everybody's going to be evaluated. And right now I can tell you there's a lot of good people in that building that I'm looking forward to working with. Hi, Joe, Russ Salzberg, Fox 5. D do you view, looking at your personnel that's here now, is it a tear it up or is it tweaking? Or how would you view it? Yeah, Russ, I'm not a big tear it up, rebuild. You know, I think, I think you can truly build a roster where you can compete today and build for tomorrow. So we're going to, through the draft, 
free agency, whatever avenue we can, we're going to continue to build a competitive roster and we want to see progress. And we're going to continue to build with a long term in mind, you know, as we build it. But I think you can compete today and still build for tomorrow. Hi, right, Joe. Chris Pizzignato, Giant Insider. First off, congratulations on being named general manager. Joe, you inherited a quarterback that was drafted sixth overall in 2019 in Daniel. Mm -hmm. And obviously he has a lot on film. Is this, could you talk about what you see in Daniel? Is this a guy you believe you could proceed with? Yeah, I've looked at Daniel. And, you know, once the new staff gets in here, we're going to get together, offense coordinator, head coach, the entire staff, dive into the film as a group and look at what Daniel does best. And we're going to try to, you know, allow him to put his best foot forward. So, again, I've looked at him. I know there's been, you know, I wasn't here in the past, so I don't exactly know, you know, what he was told to do. But I do know this. I know he's a great kid. He's been in this building the last two days. I've, I've talked to him. There's not anybody in this building that has said a bad word about his work ethic, passion, you know, desire to win. And I think you've got to have those traits as a quarterback. And the kid has physical ability. You know, he's got arm strength. He's athletic. He can run. So I'm really, getting, I'm really excited to work with Daniel. And again, when the new staff gets in here, we'll build an offense around Daniel to accentuate what he does best. Hey, hey Joe, uh, Daryl Slater, NJ.com. What particular qualities are you looking for in the next head coach? That's a good question. First off, you know, leadership. You gotta be able to lead the team. You know, I think you have to be able to put together a good staff. You know, I think it's imperative that you have coaches that have coached in the NFL, that have a proven track record. Uh, I think you've got to be able to develop players. You know, we have 11 draft picks. You know, it's going to be important that some of those young players may have to, you know, be major contributors for us in 2022. So the willingness to play young players. You know, I think intelligence is, is important. I think being progressive in your approach to coaching, whether it's with analytics, you know, when to go, when not to go, when to punt. I think you've got to be open to all that stuff. You got to be open to sports performance, strength and conditioning. You know, you got to listen to the experts in their fields. And those are, you know, some of the major qualities that I'm looking for, you know, as we move forward. Hey, Joe, Mark Canizaro from the New York Post. <clears throat> um, with regard to the head coach, uh, a lot's been made. Obviously, you know, um, your, your two coordinators very well. Um, what's the importance of, of, of a, your next head coach having head coaching experience, if that isn't important at all? And, and, can you speak specifically to what Brian Dayball brings to the table? Yeah, all of our candidates bring, you know, a different skill set to the table. So I'm not concerned if they've been a head coach before or if they haven't. I'm concerned with getting the best head coach for the New York Giants. So if, if they've got previous coaching experience, fine. If they don't, that's fine. Again, Brian Dayball I've worked with. I, I know Dan Quinn. I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, Brian Flores is coming in. I know a lot of people in Miami. I got a lot of respect for him. So, you know, specifically on Brian, you know, he's got good qualities just like the rest of the candidates. So I don't want to speak on anything specific on him. But, again, it's going to be imperative, somebody that's in lockstep with me that I can work with. We can have constant communication, and we're going to be aligned in our vision, you know, as we build the football team. Joe, Mike Garofalo, NFL Network. I don't know if I'm talking. How are you, man? Um, you just talked about analytics in reference to coaching, but it factors into what you guys do in the front office as well. I mean, how much of that, I know it's a hot button word, but how much of that is uh, behind what you do and how much is it, hey, sometimes you got to ignore the numbers a little bit and think outside the box. 
That's a good question. I, I think we use data innovation here instead of analytics since it is a hot, hot button. So, um, but no, I, I believe in it. Any tool that can help us win games or give us a competitive advantage, we're going to continue to push the envelope and find out what those are. So to me, if it's going to help us in the draft process, you know, with evaluations or the free agency process with evaluations or contract value, who do these players compare to? Um, if it's going to help us with our practice schedule to, to keep guys healthy, keep guys on the field, um, you know, if guys are running too much or working too hard or there's signs, you have to be open-minded to the information. Um, it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not going to drive the entire process, but it's another tool that we need to use in order to, you know, get whatever competitive advantage we can and make the best decisions we can for the New York Giants. Hi, Joe. Justin Walters, Picks 11 News. You had a lot of success in Buffalo helping turning them back into a playoff contender. What experiences can you rely on that you got from there to help the Giants get back into the playoffs? Yeah, the biggest thing is an entire building working towards a common goal. Um, a lot of good people in that building. You got the right people in the right seats, and they understand the process, and everybody knew what the end goal was. And on a daily basis, everybody bought into the process, and over time, you know, we built a very good culture because everybody bought into the process. So to me, getting the right people in the right seats with the right common goal in mind and working towards that, you know, that's, that's what we had in Buffalo. Hey, Joe. Paul Schwartz from the New York Post. Um, in any interview, you interview them and they interview you. Um, when you came into this building and talked to the Giants people here, what did you sense from them? Uh, this team's done a lot of losing. You know, you've been part of an operation that's done a lot of winning. Um, what did you sense from this group and, and, you know, either desperation or just, you know, the need to turn things around quickly? There's two banners behind you there that said this team used to win a lot of games. Yeah, again, I wasn't here in the past, so I can't speak on that. But like I said in my opening statement, you know, in the interview, it was John, Steve, and Chris. And you can feel their passion and desire to do whatever it takes to get back and get two of those. So that, along with being given all the resources to try to build the team, that was very attractive to me. And the history of this franchise, Ever since I've been in this in the NFL, in 2000 I was started in 2000. In 2001 I was at Carolina. John Fox came in 2002. He came from the Giants, and he always put the New York Giants in high regard. And that's the reputation around the NFL. This is a very good job. So again, my relationship and communication with John, Steve, and Chris on the interview it felt right. Um, it felt right for me and my family. And we're going to be given the resources to do what we need to do. And they checked all the boxes for me. Hey, Joe, Ryan Dunleavy from the New York Post. Uh, when we talked to Brandon Bean, he said one of the similarities you had mentioned him just in passing was the salary cap and how when you guys got to Buffalo, it wasn't a healthy salary cap. Obviously here, it seems like the salary cap needs some work. What were your thoughts on that coming in? Was that a concern of yours and how do you fix it? Yeah, it's a concern and it's real. Um, Kevin Abrams and I, you know, haven't talked about it yet. We looked at it. We're, we're going to get together, you know, at the end of the week or first and next week. Um, to start formulating a plan, but we're going to have to, you know, get below the salary cap. Obviously, we're going to have to clear some money. But again, when the new head coach gets in here, the new staff, we're going to get together. We're going to watch the film. We're going to evaluate everybody. We're going to talk to the support staff. You know, who, who are the guys that kind of fit the vision that we're looking for? Who are the guys that are going to buy into the program? 
and then we'll make educated decisions once we have more information. But yeah, there are going to be difficult decisions that are going to have to be made. Hey, Joe. Uh, Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News. I have two. Do you want to go one at a time? Sure. All right. Does ownership expect you to compete for a play playoff spot this year? Like, was there a timeline of expectations discussed as far as how long it needs to take you and the new coach to get this team winning again? Yeah, that's a good question, Pat. It's really just about progress. We need to, we need to see progress. We need to see the team getting better. We need to see com competition. We need to see the offense get better. We need to see the defense get better. Just we want to see progress throughout the entire football operation is what we're looking for. We're not going to make any playoff statements or anything like that. We just want to see progress and see that we're building to something in the future. And we're going to build the foundation as soon as we can. My second question, thanks for taking two, is um, do you have full autonomy to make this coaching higher? Because like, there's been reports you and ownership prefer different candidates. We know, obviously, after you interviewed, but before you took the job, there were calls made to certain candidates to reach out and make sure people would interview. Obviously, it's a process. But do you have full autonomy, ultimately, to make the hire? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Ultimately, it's going to be, it's going to be a collaborative effort between John, Steve, myself. We're going to come together. We're going to talk about the candidates. If we're, if we're different in certain areas, we'll continue to do our research. We'll continue to make our calls. But ultimately, it's going to be a collaborative effort between ownership and myself. Hi, Joe. Tina Servasio, Fox 5. Um, this is sort of similar to Pat's question about the timeline, but will you have sort of a, a measuring stick? Because over the last 10 years, there's been so much change here every two years. What will you do to keep kind of the consistency to get that progress or the measuring stick of that progress you're looking for? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Like, again, it goes back to we got 11 draft picks. So, you know, you got to draft well. I believe in drafting, developing, and then retaining our own. I think that's the way to build it and supplement the roster with free agency. So, you know, this is a draft that we're going into, again, with 11 picks, and it's going to be very, very important that, you know, we have a sound process going through the draft, and we know these players not only as, as football players but as people and to make sure they're going to be doing the right things for us. So, again, it takes time. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Again, we mentioned the salary cap situation. There's going to have to be some uh, difficult decisions made, and there are going to be some voids. You, you can't fix it overnight, but, again, we want to see progress, that we're heading in the right direction. And I think that's the most important thing as you're building the culture, that you do bring in the right type of guys. You start winning some games, and you're, you're ascending in the right direction. So I'm not going to put a wins and losses on it, but we, we want to see progress. Hey, Joe. Mm -hmm. Art Stapleton from The Record and USA Today. How you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, when it comes to your journey, I know you talked about the job and <clears throat> the importance of this place, but for you, it's been a run in the NFL for different jobs, uh, different experiences. Why was this the right time for you? D does a moment happen where you think to yourself, you know what, I'm ready for this leap? What, did it happen earlier and then just the opportunity came? So I'm just curious from that perspective, why are you ready for this next chapter in your journey? Yeah, that's a good question. And to me, it was the right fit, you know, against the New York Giants. Like this is, this is the New York Giants. And I'm standing up here as the general manager. So that was, that was always really cool to me. The fact that I even interviewed, you know, it's a historic franchise. So to know you're ever ready, I, you know, I don't know if you're ever ready for this job. There's no, there's no manual that you can go to, you know, a couple years ago, COVID came and you're the general manager and, you know, we get emails on Friday night. Now you got to cut your staff down to 70 in the building. Again, there's no manual. You got to be able to problem solve. It's not just sitting in an office scouting. So 
the best thing that happened for me was working for Brandon Bean because he didn't come up the traditional scouting path. Now he can scout and he can evaluate, but he was also a director of football operations. So he dealt with salary cap, he dealt with the training room, he dealt with sports performance, he dealt with the entire football organization. And he put me in his hip pocket and taught me that side of the business that I didn't necessarily know. So again, I could be, you know, I could be picky. Um, there's only 32 of these things. So, but I did have a, you know, Buffalo has a good roster. They have a young quarterback. I knew if I didn't get a, a job, I was in a good situation, but this was a job I wanted. As soon as I, after that first interview in the Zoom, you know, I called my wife and said, that's a job I want. I want to go get that job. It's right for us. Bruce Beck, NBC4 New York. Speaking of Brandon Bean, he said of you, he's dependable, he's never going to let you down. But Bean's never seen the Giants in disarray. So how are you not going to let the fans down because this is a disgruntled fan base at this time? I'm guessing whatever you do, somebody's going to be disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, regardless, somebody's going to be disappointed from, from what I've seen. But all I can tell you is I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to get the best people in the building. I'm going to try to get the best players we can that are going to make everybody proud on and off the field. And I think if I believe in our process, I believe in my process and the process we're going to implement, implement here. I believe in the head coach that we're going to hire. And again, we're going to be in lockstep in the vision and we're going to see it through. So again, we're going to do our best. People are naturally going to be disappointed. Again, we were in Buffalo. It didn't happen overnight. You know, we went nine and seven. Cincinnati had to make a play so we could get in the playoffs. Year two, we're six and 10. And it took to year three where we finally made the playoffs. And, and again, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Joe Tomrock from Newsday, how are you? Um, you talked about, you've mentioned a couple of times with the head coach, shared vision. Uh, what, what is that vision? What, what do you see happening here? Yeah, again, what we'll do is get together a staff, find out what they, you know, be very clear with your defined roles that you want in each player. And that makes it easier for all the scouts to go find those type of players. You know, we're going to want to be smart, tough, and dependable. We're going to want guys that want to do the right things, team players, selfless in the approach for a championship. So we're going to have a concerted effort through free agency, draft, or whatever it is to get the right type of guys in here that have the DNA, they have talent, they have character, and they have the right habits. And I think if you have enough of those guys that also have talent, you're going to have a good football team. Hey, Joe, Ralph Bacchiano from SNY. Um, I know when you inherited this team, obviously you knew the record, you knew the, the record for the last few years and probably the outside perception that the, the roster wasn't very good. But I'm curious, when you looked at it, did you evaluate the roster and think there is more here than maybe the record indicates or is the task really as big as it looks on, from the outside? Yeah, I think when everybody was on the field together, I think there's some, there's some pieces. You know, you watch that New Orleans game, that's a game I reflected upon where you know, some of their better players made good plays down the stretch. So, you know, I do think there are pieces in place. Again, I think with you add, you know, a young foundation through the draft, you know, again, I want to see progress. You know, obviously um, there's some positions that, you know, are a little bit more devoid of talent than others. So, again, we're, we're going to look to add talent across the board. And, again, just to see progress and put a competitive, you know, team on the field next year is, is very important. Uh, Joe, Tom Canavan with the AP. In roughly about five weeks, you have free agency. In April, you have the draft. How much can you bring from Buffalo, which will prepare you for those things coming up shortly? Yeah, fortunately, I was able to get on the road, you know, quite a bit this year. So, 
you know, Buffalo, I'd, I'd already seen rounds one through four on our board. So I'm, I'm in a good spot on the college draft. Um, I was working towards, you know, free agency. You know, we were going to have some, some money over there. So, um, you know, I probably need to catch up a little bit on free agency, but, you know, my, my first priority will get us in good, you know, we got to get the cap down this year. And again, the tough decisions I, I mentioned earlier, but I'm in good shape from the draft. Again, it's a condensed timeline. When Brandon and I got to uh, Buffalo, it was in May. So, you know, there's 90 guys on the roster. You really got to know the guys, go through camp before you made any type of decisions where, you know, it's accelerated now because it's January and I got to make those uh, decisions shortly. So again, once the staff gets here, we'll evaluate the roster and we'll make the decisions accordingly. But I'm in good shape in terms of the draft. Um, we'll see what our needs are and start diving into the free agency. Hey, Joe, over in the middle here. Mark Canizaro from the New York Post. Um, obviously, you know the history here in terms of the last couple coaches here, two, two years and out and whatnot. There has not been continuity. I'm curious, you've been a part of a good continuity situation in Buffalo where you've had a chance to build with the same coach. Can you address the importance of that? And when you were speaking with, with John and Steve in the interview process, did you get a feel for them that, you know, how important that is to kind of, you know, set this thing back on the tracks, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's important to any organization. I think, it, you know, if you pulled 32 teams, continuity is important. And, you know, we referenced that 2018 draft where, you know, Josh and Lamar Jackson, they've had the same head coach, same offensive coordinator. Some of those other quarterbacks that were picked high, there was no continuity. And learning some of these offenses like being dropped in a foreign country and not speaking their language, you know, it can be totally opposite of what you had. So, yes, I think continuity and again, when I mentioned what I'm looking for in a coach, the ability to, to build a good staff is important. But also, yes, the continuity is very important because it's going to be hard to develop players if you got you know one coach. You know, three different years, you got a different coach. It's it's hard to truly develop um, the players if there's constant change. So I, I think continuity is very important, and it is you know reason the teams have success. Joe Ed Valentine from SB Nation. There's been a lot written lately in the media around here about the, the way that the front office functions. And I'm just curious, you talked about process, you talked about resources. When push comes to shove, do you have the authority to make changes in the front office if you see them as necessary? Yes, if I see fit. And, and like I said earlier, I, you know, I don't think that's fair to the people in the building. You, know, you give them a fair opportunity. Um, if, if, if you haven't had success around here, I don't think it's necessarily you know, because of some of the people in the building, maybe it's the process. I mean, they're not the final decision makers. So, you know, everybody's going to be evaluated. I don't think you have to make wholesale changes. And again, I was in I was in those seats before when there's change and there's some really good people in that building. And there were some really good teammates that I had on former on former clubs when a new staff came in. And, you know, you got a chance to put your best foot forward and I'll evaluate everybody and, you know, make make decisions down the road. But, yeah, I, I don't think you have to come in and just change everything. It's about implementing my process um, and how we want to do things. And then, again, if you can, if you work really hard, you're a good person and you're a good teammate, I can work with you all day. Joe, Bob Glauber from Newsday. I'm curious to see what impact Bill Parcells has had on your career and your life and whether he offered any unique um, advice on this job because of his connection to the team. Yeah, he told me it's the best job in the league. That was one of the advices, you know, some of the advice he gave me when I talked to him. So 
I could go on and on about coach. I know why he was such a good coach because, you know, he understood personnel and he understood the X's and O's and he was a great teacher. You know, I, I got him probably on the back nine of his career. You know, uh, he, he, was, he was a constant teacher, always talking to me. And I've said this several times, you know, he would say, you know what Tom Landry used to tell me, Joe? And, you know, just as a young scout, you're on the edge of your seat. And like Tom Landry told Bill Parcells and he's getting ready to tell me. So all the stories he has, um, you know, he, he understood personnel, you know, philosophically, maybe he's a little bit different. He hasn't evolved to where, you know, maybe the game is today. But, you know, I learned a lot from him, just how to, how to build a roster, you know, what to look for in different positions, uh, what to look for in head coaches. You know, you, you better know what you want on your roster because coaches are going to come and go, just the volatility of the industry. So, you know, I love coach to death. He's been awesome to me. He, he still calls me every now and then. I can pick up my phone and call him and he'll answer. And you know, he's not afraid to call on a Monday after a game and give his two cents on the roster and what we need um, when I was in Buffalo. So ton of respect for coach and, and love him to death. Joe, right here, Justin Walters picks 11. Follow up to that. You mentioned 2002, you've always held the Giants in high regard. I'm wondering what from an outside point of view, now that you're here, has always led you to believe that this place has so much attraction and obviously the championship banners that you mentioned and now have you been, I guess, is this still surreal for you to be standing up here and you said this is a job that you wanted, but having those conversations with Parcells and knowing I finally got it done and I'm standing up here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely surreal. It still hasn't quite hit me because we've been go, 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 you know, co interviewing coaches, meeting people, trying to implement some of the processes. So I, I don't think it's totally hit me yet, um, but, you know, it's just... It's all I know. It's all I've done, you know, since you know, I graduated on a Saturday and started with the Carolina Panthers on a Monday. So it's been football, you know, since the day I graduated from college. And, and you know, I love to work hard. You know, I, I'm looking forward to building the team. But just what was always said to me about the New York Giants was was ownership's amazing. There's great people in that building. They treat people the right way and they want to win. And they did. They have won. And I look forward to, you know, putting my stamp on the team and building a team that will be able to sustain success you know, year in and year out and compete for championships. And I'm going to be given the resources to do that. And ultimately, you know, that's why this was a, the right job for me.